Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Friday Eve's edition. Yes, thank you, Jesus, indeed. Literally. Forgiveness all the way to Friday Eve here of this crazy, insane week. Today, I think, was probably the busiest, craziest news day of the week so far. It felt a little schizophrenic on my Newsmax uh, hour earlier. Still had an amazing time. Thank you to everybody who watched that. Thank you to Newsmax for having me on. We're going to repeat some of those topics because I didn't get a little, I didn't get enough chance to speak my mind on those. <laughs> anyway, um, lots to go over with you guys uh, tonight. Uh, Biden makes a trip to a kind of a border he was down on a beach but shouldn't he have been over at another border we're going to talk about that of course we have to talk about the indictments today they were after trump and have been after trump since 2015 so far it seems as though they have uh, in terms of his organization at least managed to find a way to take down an 80 something year old guy who's worked for him for 30 years and done nothing more evidently wrong than uh, not you know counting a company car's income but i could be wrong we've got julio gonzalez ceo and founder of engineered tax services he is uh, one of the go-to people that uh, news outlets go to whenever there's anything related to tax fraud and litigation. So he's going to be here to give us his take on it. And I will give you mine. We've got that and so much more to talk about. Team Trump supposedly unveils their finally the new social media outlet today. Um, I kind of speaking of dynamite, I kind of blew it up with some information on that. So stay tuned. You freedom of speech lovers, those of you who are concerned about the increased cracking down all over Facebook and Twitter today. We definitely got to talk about that because it is on us as a part of this witch hunt. It's it's all a part of the same thing. Them going after Trump and how they've been going after him for for five, six years, going after anybody in his orbit. Now it was extended to anybody who was there at the the rally on January 6th, and now it's spreading out everywhere for us. Got to bring in my man who's with me every night of the week, Friday Eve and beyond. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our... DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. Said it before I'll say it again. I miss slow news days. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And to add another topic to the mix tonight, I look up and I see that academics... Whatever that is, because quite frankly, I don't know anybody. I mean, Felicia Rashad is a dean at Howard University. I mean, does academia have any credibility left at this point? Mrs. Huxtable? <laughs> anyway, but so far, uh, supposedly academics have now decided that authentic French food is racist. That's your, that's a topic you can, you could search for me on the break. Of course, they got to go authentic. French, right? Because my Creole Cajun food that I love so much in New Orleans and Louisiana has a lot of French influence. And that's, you know, as well as the Creole, you know, the combination food of African. Well, it should be. But let me tell you, they were declaring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich racist three years ago. There is no place that they are not digging and delving to find racism in this country. And we got to be pushing back against it. We got to be using our voices. Did you see that Biden went down to uh, to the uh, condo collapse? 
Yeah, I, I, I did, uh, but I don't think he went to uh, to another part of the border that he should, he should be, be observing. Absolutely. You know, I was on Newsmax earlier today, and um, the other gal who was on the panel said that she was, you know, uh, Biden evidently went there today and said, we can do this, and talked about unity with DeSantis. And, you know, I felt like I had a little bit of pressure on me as, you know, this one gal, Stacey Washington, said, you know, it's time to put politics aside. Um it was he was Biden was there. It would be that's a lovely thought. But two things. You cannot take politics out of the politics. Joe Biden was there strictly for political reasons. How can you know? Because it's not the federal government's role or the responsibility, nor the role of the president of the United States or the White House to get involved in a local building collapse. This is a local story. We as a nation Kind of like when many years ago when the little girl fell down into the well in Texas, you know, we we can rally as a nation and our hearts and prayers for citizens in an area, what they're going through. I can't even look at those images over there and 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 thinking that there's people that could still be alive in that rubble. And then they're talking today about possibly having to tear down. They're going to demo the remaining structure because it's weak and, and they're sending in. You know, teams in that in that environment. And I'm thinking if they if they demo what's left, what is that going to mean possibly for those still left alive? So this is horrific. And I know that it puts me at risk to sound like I'm heartless to bring up the politics of the situation. But it is strictly political for while he is there, because that is not a national story in the sense of national implications to us in terms of a White House and an administration. It is the responsibility of a sitting president with what's happening, and it is of national consequence, the horrors that are happening at our border. We have an invasion of millions of people at our border, and Joe Biden has not gone there for a reason, and neither has Kamala. And if you think it's horrific what's going on down in Florida, it absolutely is. I'm telling you, my heart was yanked out of my chest hearing the screams of a two-year-old who was dumped in the desert like garbage. All these migrants are being invited here, treated like garbage so that they can invade the United States of America so that the American citizens can be treated like garbage. And we can all and this is a, a humanitarian, a health care, a national security and an economic crisis at the border. And that's where Joe Biden should have been. And and quite frankly, um, I had to bite my tongue because I, I think this is where we conservatives fail. Oh, we got it. You know, this isn't the time for us to talk politics. One of the things I pointed out today and I've said on the show, DJ Skins. The Democrats never waste an, a, an opportunity to inject politics into politics. And in every tragedy in this country, while bodies lay bleeding out and families weren't notified from Pulse nightclub to San Bernardino to Boston, everybody in the Democrat Party, as well as every time we have a mass shooting from Parkland and the Walmart in Texas and beyond, what are the Democrats doing and who are they blaming? And I'm not saying that there are no Republican voices, but there are very few Republican voices out there that have been pushing back against this on a consistent basis. Right. What, you know, quite frankly, this was also an attempt to Bigfoot DeSantis to try to usurp the power away from DeSantis to make it be about him. It was a way, how can we try to decide, uh, tie DeSantis to this collapse somehow, lay at his feet, make it his problem. This was nothing but a political trip down there. And conservatives need to wake up and stop and stop falling into that trap of all Always feeling like we have to be the nice guy. You know what? That's killing us. We need to be as fierce and as tough because there is an invasion going on. Trump was correct to go to the border yesterday and give an interview and talk about the fact that we have this is going to be millions 
We already have. I am so tired of Republicans talking about 11 million illegals in this country. We, we've been hearing that number for 30 years. It's more like 60 at this point. And Trump is correct that we have millions more coming here. We've got to stop it. We, we, can, we, can, we can walk and chew gum. We can care about the citizens and, and the tragedy that they're going through down there. And we can also say that's not the place for Joe Biden. And it's a, and it's a gross exploitation of the feelings and the hearts and the minds of Americans for him to have a photo op so he can detract away from, uh, from not only the border, but the crime spree cr- happening across this country. A little girl was shot point blank to death in Times Square. That's a skyrocketing murder and slaughter across the country. And every Republican should be calling Biden out for that today, for the fact that instead of him dealing with what is his responsibility, now he's down there for a photo op. Speaking of something else uh, going on, uh, the Delta team is coming. Only this time it's not. Uh, wasn't there wasn't there a TV show in the 80s? Wasn't that Mr. T? Weren't they called? A-team. The, oh, that was an A-team. We got the D-team coming. The Del- it was, there's some Delta team. Oh, De- that's the Delta Force, right? Delta Force. That's Delta Force. Well, we got the new Delta Force coming. I finally got there. It's the, <laughs> the Biden administration. And hat tip to you before I even get into the story skins, because he texted me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, we got to get on this Delta variant story. He goes, because this is where they're going. This is where this he said is going to blow up and this is going to be their mechanism. This is the tool for them to take us back to a year ago. Take us backwards just as things are reopening. Oh, we got to get the grip back on Americans. Now it's going to be through the Delta variant. And I would not surprise Andrea. I see. I hope I'm wrong. I see more lockdowns coming. I absolutely do. Absolutely do. And this is why we have to say No. I actually went into a national retailer yesterday and they had a big sign on the door that said, you're still required to wear a mask. I didn't put one on and I went in and half the store had masks on and half didn't. And you know what? No worker in there said a thing to anybody without a mask on. It is time for us to take our freedoms back. As Dr. Atlas said, this will end when we end it. There is no law, and the argument is not about do masks work. The argument is not about how evil and how deadly is the Delta variant. The argument is about freedom. That they're, the government does not have the right to seize your business, take your job, tell you where you can go, tell you who you can go with, tell you how close you've got to stand to somebody. They don't come in your home and force a condom on you to keep you from giving somebody, somebody the deadly HIV, AIDS and HIV. They don't have any right to be controlling our lives in any way. And we need to be we need to be up on this because now there are these. And, and the point of these Delta variant teams is to use this Delta variant to do what? To go around into communities. Find out who and who is not vaccinated. To, exactly. That's all that it's about. And what everybody, everybody should be doing. I've already told my family, you know what? You have somebody, they come to the door, they ask you that question. You say it's none of your business and you shut the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's none of their business. What's going on now is that they, they, the whole point, the reason why they killed Americans by denying their therapeutics and lied to them and had us locked down all, you know, and Fauci had said, we'll get back to normal after everybody's vaccinated. Now what's happened is 
there's about like in I think in San Diego County, there's upwards of 75 percent of the citizens have had at least one shot. And so so technically, according to what should be the case, we should be at herd immunity right on a virus. So it's like, dang, what are we going to do to get to get 100 percent of everybody in the system under our thumb, under our control, submissive to our injection, carrying around devices like a Google app or whatever uh, so that you're not so that you were we've completed the process of having you be completely under the thumb of the socialist communist regime under the guise of public health. That's what this is about. And and before you go, well, you know what? It ain't that bad. Think about this. There's a story today that's kind of making the rounds today. It's actually been going on for a while. It's of a 13-year-old, the mom. I talked last night about a woman on on Twitter whose 14-year-old nephew died three days after getting the jab. And this person was like, how dare Fox News politicize this? And yes, I'm going to get my 13-year-old daughter, uh, you know, um, jabbed. And yeah, I'm using the word jab because it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine if you can still catch the virus that you're being, you know, jabbed against. So there was this mom in Ohio who's, quote, pro-science and pro-vaccine, signed her 12-year-old up for a trial. Now, of course, right now we're all still in trials because they're in, in not FDA approved and they didn't go through the series of proper trials. Immediate, after the first uh, injection, she had some symptoms, but was okay. Then, then after the second, that's when it immediately went bad. Um, she had uh, electric shocks down her neck and her spine, caused her to walk hunched over, severe chest pain that felt like her heart was being pulled out, numbness, swelling in her arm that had been injected, fingers and toes turned white, were ice cold to the touch. The pain in her toes was so bad she walked on her heels. Severe abdominal pain, high fever. They took her to the hospital and did a bunch of tests. In the discharge papers from Children's ER, uh, the diagnosis stated adverse effect of vaccine initial encounter. The parents said this would be the only time that was written on her medical charts. And that's because they want to hide this. They don't want you to know how many young adults and how many kids are suffering from myocarditis, inflammation of the heart, and it gets even worse for her. After after um, a, a while, two and a half months, she's not able to walk. She's in a wheelchair. She can't feel below her waist. She has memory loss, loss of bladder control, can't swallow food and liquids, is on a feeding tube. She requires nasogastric feeding. She faints or seizes 10 or more times a day. This was a healthy 12-year-old child. Children don't get it, and they don't give it. And even adults, even seniors with comorbidities have an over 99% chance of recovery. And this is what they're trying to force on us. And that's why when they come to your door and they ask, even if you're vaccinated, you tell them they don't need to know. I have no idea if this young girl will ever have any kind of normal life. I quite frankly think I pray she does. I pray she does. Um, it's hard for me. My heart goes out to the mom, but quite frankly, why would you take that risk with your child? Why would you do it? They don't, children don't give it. If you say you're pro-science, then you should have been paying attention. The children don't get it and they don't give it. We got to stop abusing kids in this country. And that's what it is. It's abuse. It is. It is. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to get into, more to talk about. Let's talk about this new social media platform. We come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It has been, I don't know, six years, 20 years. The left has been digging and promising they were going to get any anything they could get on Trump. I said back in 2017, um, I think even before the inauguration, just in the fall, I, I just, you know, because it was even then we knew that there was digging going on. I can't remember what we knew at that point. But early on, we knew that they were going after President it's Trump. It's been nonstop it's, every day. It's been nonstop. And I said at the beginning, I said they are going to dig and dig and dig. Until they find a hammer that was written off without a receipt. They're going to go after him for taxes. And how prophetic was I? But as it turns out, it's not Trump that they've gotten today, you Trump haters. It's not even technically the Trump organization. My understanding is it's this 80-something-year-old guy, his former daughter-in-law is all over media. It's like, is he being indicted for being a crappy father-in-law or what? Joining me to discuss is CEO and founder of Engineered Tax Services, Julio Gonzalez. He's kind of the go-to guy for these topics. And y'all know, admittedly, I'm not, I'm not a CPA. I don't know all this complicated tax stuff. So I'm glad to have you here with me tonight, Julio Gonzalez. Well, I guess he is being indicted for being a bad father-in-law. Sounds like that's what it is. <laughs> well, well, right. I mean, I didn't read the 78 pages, but um, the the people that I'm hearing that have read it are saying that he's he, what he's been busted doing was using a company car and not declaring that as income. I mean, is that all they've got after all these years of digging? I mean, if they're going to find some some shady dude in the Trump organization, they're boring me with this guy. I would like to have them have found something better. Well, I think that's what's more remarkable is the IRS you know, that is continuously auditing the Trump organization and all these returns and the New York Treasury Department, tax department, they never had any issues with these, right? But they convene a grand jury of people that don't know tax and all of a sudden say, hey, the car allowance, the, you know, rent allowance, that's, that's a crime. And let me tell you, with fringe benefits, that is not a crime. And a lot of times you're allowed to do those and take those without paying taxes. So, you know, I'm not sure what they're even coming up with because in our tax law, you're able to have those benefits and not be taxed. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I actually laughed when I heard that it was about he had used a company car. I thought, you know what? When I had a company car, <laughs> I first started my sales career, I didn't write it off as income. That was a perk. Quite frankly, I didn't like having it because I still had to have my own car for personal use. It was annoying to me to have to drive around in the Ford Escort station wagon. So, you know, and, the, and there were many times where I didn't, I failed or didn't think about some quarterly bonus I got or in, in the form of like some gift that I got that I didn't, it didn't declare and you know and and if i had to do an amended or whatever you just you just pay a, a fine or something on it they don't haul you into jail for this kind of stuff and, the, and point. right great point yeah i mean listen we have clients that have had you know much bigger differences different agreements with the irs with the state authorities and that's exactly what happens they come in and say listen we disagree here here's what we think you owe you get a chance to respond and then at the end of the day you settle up you don't go to you know the court and go to jail and get arrested for it i mean not even close right i mean this is starting to smack to me of lois lerner and the irs targeting Tea Party groups, you know, to try to punish them, to try to stop them. I mean, you know, that's not in your your wheelhouse in terms of running a nonprofit or, or CPA, but it's the use of the IRS as a weapon, right? I mean, they're, they're, they've got up here on, on uh, CNN right now that, oh, this Weiselberg, if, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing his name, uh, somehow dodged $1.7 million in taxes. Well, 
hat tip to him if he did. Um, number one, you know, if if he didn't do it legally, you know, it's it's why wasn't it caught before? Because he's been audited every year. He's worked for Trump for thirty years. Um, first of all, and second of all, the, you know, what about Al Sharpton? I mean, I you know, I could go on and on and on with all the Democrats and as well as the Clinton Foundation, of which hours there was like eight hours of testimony in terms of all the laws that were bro- broken by the Clinton Foundation, which was the world's largest charity fraud scheme scheme ever perpetrated on the world, and none of them ever face an indictment. So I've got a problem with the IRS and the tax code being used as part of a, a weaponized political scheme. Yeah, well, you could start with Hunter Biden as well, right? I mean, yes. somehow that just magically went away when the Department of Justice was going after him and you know, and suddenly that's not even on the radar anymore. But you're absolutely right. Again, the IRS didn't find any issue with him or the Trump organization, and they live in that office with them. They're constantly there. They're constantly auditing these things. But a grand jury of 12 people that don't know anything about tax, you know, are well ready to convict them of a crime. But obviously, you know, they went in today and said, hey, we're not guilty, and they're definitely not guilty, and that will be easy to prove in the you know, court. I mean, this is clear. I mean, even if it's over a million dollars of house benefits, car benefits, and things like that, that's legal. And sometimes it's just given as a gift, and that's fine too. You know, so right. Yeah, this this drummed up issue is a non-issue, but certainly plays out well in the media, right? So this is a media thing, and we wanted to get that in right before July Fourth. They said they were going to do it before July Fourth. Accomplished. Well, yeah, and they made this dude do a perp walk. Why wasn't there a perp walk, walk of John Kerry when he registered his boat in a different state so he could ev- uh, evade taxes? Yeah, good point, right? Good point. There's a long list, and this is, of all things, the only thing they could find. Now, obviously, they couldn't tie anything back to the president, and um, and this obviously will die down in the media. Well, but will it die down in the courts? Because, you know, to, to see that this U.S. prosecutor campaigned on the idea that her mission was not to investigate crimes for which they've found probable cause, but to target specifically the Trump family and even mention she would go after Trump's grandkids if she could. That is that should not be happening in the United States of America, whether it's through the through the IRS, the tax code or whatever other means for which they're targeting Americans. And we've unfortunately got so many judges out there that are on board with the use of our court system to punish Americans that I don't know. If if this man's gonna gonna walk or not, but even and even if he does, um, what about the fact that there are people gloating today that are saying this w- the the ultimate goal here, which likely will be accomplished, is that the Trump organization will be bankrupted because once an organization gets an indictment, then they're not going to be able to get a loan again. Their loans will be called due. Your thoughts on that aspect? Well, that's right, right? So there's an, you know, really an alternative goal here. The, really, the goal, really, to indict this gentleman is to get him to talk about President Trump. Right. Get him to come out with something. They really want President Trump, right? They don't care about this housing allowance, this car allowance. And again, they're not going to be able to be successful in the court of law. But can they, you know, pressure an 80-year-old person and scare him and get him to say something about President Trump, that's ultimately 
the end goal here. Well, now. that's yeah, that's the that was the play with Jerome Corsi. That was the play with Roger Stone. Uh, that was the play with um, uh, what was the gal who was the um, undersecretary of defense, um, the brunette gal. I want to call her. It's not D.C. McAllister, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, it's it's always about a pressure. Um, you know, Cohen, of course, Michael Cohen is gleeful because the, he was targeted by the IRS for his cab medallions and he was taken down. Um, he shouldn't he shouldn't be gloating because, you know, um, you know, it's not as though the, the left ever suddenly loves somebody. They'll, they'll go after him again if they, if they have an opportunity just because he was in Trump's orbit. Um, but, you know, I, I, he might flip. You know, if there's pressure on him involving his his family, uh, he might flip. But if if Trump has been clean and the Trump kids have been clean, then every all should be well. How do you see this playing out, Julio Gonzalez? Well, I, I think this would take a few years to ever get to a jury. And uh, again, he'll be, what, 85 by then. And I just don't think that this really plays. I think that ultimately this dies out. They probably have some type of settlement. I think it's just going to be a payment and probation. I mean, there's nothing there. And again, we've had clients with much, much worse where they're not hauled into jail and they're just basically making a payment and maybe some interest penalties. But that's how I think it plays out. And I think they obviously been looking for you. You said it. they've been looking since the beginning, right? Since 2015, they've been looking, they've been looking, they've been looking. And, and first of all, how did they get the, the tax returns legally, too? But that's another thing that probably should come out in the court. But ultimately, I think it just plays out that he pays some of the money back and then we just all move along. Well, I hope so. I hope it plays out that way. Um, you know, I, if if the end game is to take down Trump, they're not going to stop. And hopefully, you know, he's been through a bankruptcy before and Trump always ends up landing on his feet. So I think that this ultimately will work out in the end for him. Um, thank you for being here, Julio. How can people get more information about you and what you do? Sure, sure. Thank you so much for having me. We're just at engineertaxservices.com, so we put up daily tax tips for your businesses and for your your accounting firms to help uh, preserve your wealth. Well, I love it. And all and and you you hopefully keep people from being in the same situation that the Weiserbergs are, are are in right now. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, now stay tuned. We got more to talk about. So don't go away in 888-344-1170. A couple SCOTUS rulings today that are quite interesting. We're going to talk about that and the new social media platform that's all abuzz today. So stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So there was a couple of uh, SCOTUS rulings today. One was that um, SCOTUS ruled that Arizona's laws, their new election laws, uh, were legal. That they delved into it and decided that it did not show disparate treatment. Evidently, they came out like Georgia with uh, new election laws passed by the state legislature that said things like no drop boxes and a certain number of days of um, you know, early voting, et cetera. You know, all the things that the Democrats say is, you know, racist, right? Well, the Supreme Court came back and said it did not show disparate treatment. Um, 
first of all, I, you know, it, the Supreme Court refused to hear a case out of Texas that involved all the contested states in which the Constitution had been trampled, where election laws were changed not under a constitutional process through the state legislatures, refused to hear that. But they decided to hear a case out of a state that followed the Constitution with their state legislature so that they could decide whether or not it had disparate treatment. They should have just not even refused. How, how could they hear this case, which is absurd on its face, that any kind of restriction is somehow untoward toward people of color? I don't care what color you are. You don't have any right of greater convenience to the vote than I do. That's what SCOTA should have said. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, they still haven't heard or ignored states that were blatantly. You want to talk about disparate treatment. That's what the Texas case was all about. They said, look, our state followed the law here. We, the state legislature crafts our election laws and we followed it. And when you, Supreme Court, back after Pennsylvania, because let me rewind and remind you guys, back after uh, different people not in the state legislature, and in fact, it was a court, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, rewrote election laws. Somebody filed a lawsuit. SCOTUS wouldn't even hear it back then. So Texas, of which uh, files a lawsuit, of which it gets joined by, I think, 24 other states, and SCOTUS doesn't hear it. It was a big movement. It was a, it was a huge movement because it is disparate treatment. When you have some states that are just violent, we've got a national election supposed to be supposed to be each state supposed to be in control of crafting through the state legislatures, their election laws. And when you've got some that just violate it because they want to they want to prefer one candidate over another, that is disparate treatment to the other states. That's violation of their civil rights. And in fact, there's no other in the Supreme Court dared to spit in their face and spit on our intelligence. In the words of the great Judge Judy, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining by saying that that Texas didn't have standing, which is absurd because that is exactly where states are supposed to go for relief is to the Supreme Court. So all these conservatives today, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, we got some relief from the Supreme Court. I'm like, oh, not so fast. They shouldn't have heard this case out out of Arizona in the first place. Meanwhile, we still got all these other states where an election was stolen. The other case that was heard uh, that was decided out of SCOTUS was that SCOTUS kicked back in part because of uh, common ground from a variety of different organizations that ca- the state of California had uh, crafted a law that said that um, nonprofit organizations and charities all had to reveal the names of their big donors, which, of co- course, the point of that is to set them up to be harassed and to be bullied in this cancel culture. And it's and, and by doing that, you set up people to it, for harassment, depending on who you give your money to. You're going to not want to fork over any money. Right. That's exactly what that's designed for. Right. Which is which is which is another piece that it's another play out of the playbook of Lois Lerner and the IRS in which they targeted Tea Party and nonprofit groups. And by the way, under the direction of John McCain. Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. What happened to privacy in America, Andrea? Well, it's it's nowhere. You don't deserve to have any privacy if you're a conservative. You deserve to have, you know, your your underwear drawers dug through so they can find anything they can to use against you. Another uh out uh, another side effect uh, for them or side effect or benefit for them if they had gotten this through, Supreme Court tamped it down and said they you had a right to privacy for this. Another uh, additional benefit for this is 
uh, take the political nonprofits out of it. If they can all, you know, if they can, there's also harassment going on for big donors of Christian and faith based organizations as well. And we know that so the sideline benefit of stopping that if they could through harassment and exposing names is twofold, uh, continuing to squash Judeo Christian beliefs and values in America, as well as to squash their community efforts. Because remember going back to Obama, life of Julia, one of the things that Obama did was he removed the tax write-offs for charitable donations. They want a replacement of God with state. They want you dependent on state. And the more that you're dependent on your local church, your local community, and the more that taxpayers give to those organizations, the less you rely on them, the less you're going to rely on the government. Remember life of Julia? That was the woman that, that Obama put on their website whose entire life was laid out in video form Every step of the way dependent on the government. So that's was so that was a victory today in terms of that. Um, speaking of free speech, because um, both of those are free speech stories, right? The election as well as as well as that. speaking of free speech, uh, we know with cancel culture, the way that they've been controlling our speech and censorship. So uh, there was a big announcement months ago that Trump was coming out with social media site. It ended up being from the desk. Of Donald J. Trump, by the way, of which he put out a statement today saying, who who shot Ashley Babbitt? Right. That was brilliant. Instagram's not allowing me to post that, by the way. Um, so um, that ended up being a blog. So then Jason Miller started started uh, teasing out that he that the n- another new social media site was coming out. Well, I see today that. People, it, it kind of like the rollout for Lindell, all these big media people are suddenly posting, sign here up early. It's going to be launched in a week or two. It's called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Um, I'm, I don't get I don't get it. I don't get that either. I don't get, I don't get you, Getter. I don't, I don't get that. If you get it, call us because yeah. we don't get it. Yeah, I ain't getting, I ain't getting what you're putting out there, Getter. Uh, but anyway, if you're trying to be clever, it... Went right over everybody's head with the name. You can't be so clever people don't get it. Okay? I like I like intelligent humor too. I used to love Frasier. But if the joke is is so Oh, it, we finally agree. Oh, I loved Frasier. Wasn't that just brilliant? A brilliant oh my gosh. Show. I just love that show so much. Who was your favorite character? Oh, Dr. Frasier Crane. Well, I loved him too, but uh the the maid, Daphne. Daphne killed me. Um, and Such the, a well-written and, show. Oh, it was just amazing. So anyway, enough of that. Um, so I did. So immediately I see this and I did what I always do now. I if I see a new social media site, the first thing I want to do is find out what the infrastructure is. Because we all know now. And the reason why you have to ask that is because everybody after Donald Trump was completely banned off of Twitter, everybody was like, OK, it stinks. I'm miserable beating my head against this parlor wall, but we got to get off Facebook and Twitter. And then at the end of January, parlor was taken down. Why? Because that's when people first began to understand that big tech is more than just what you see on the screen and how you're able to search people, how you're able to find friends, how you're able to post a link to an article. What really makes big tech big tech is the the machinery and the web stuff going on behind it. And people became aware of that and got educated when Parler was taken down. That's when they found out, oh, wait a second. This isn't big tech. 
because and we thought it was big tech. Well, it, it no big tech is was Amazon. Parler had placed their site on Amazon servers, which meant that Amazon was really it was it is like the wizard behind the curtain at Oz, right? Big tech isn't what you're seeing on your screen. Big tech is who's who's pulling who's the, running the show. Who's running the show? So Parler gets taken down by Amazon, and the only way they're able to get back up is by promising Amazon that they're going to monitor um, illegal. I can't remember the term they use. They were going to monitor um, hate speech or something, and which is basically no di- makes it no different than Facebook or anybody else. So that takes me to, and it's important to understand. So when I heard that Getter was coming out today, the first thing I did was check what was their infrastructure. It's Amazon. It's Amazon. And I know I love Trump too. I support Trump too. I support MAGA too. But we have to be honest. We don't serve ourselves by uh, with with burying our heads in the sand. We have we have to understand. And because and, and, I know I blew it up today on Instagram and I know people are angry at me because I posted the truth that this is Amazon, that this is this is on it's Amazon big tech cloud. controlled social media. It's big tech and it with a different bow. It's no different than parlor. And some people were like, well, that can't be true. That would be the dumbest thing ever. It's true. It is what it is. You know what? To, to launch a true alternative to big tech has to have no big tech ties. It can't be using Big tech servers. It can't be using big tech's cloud. Big tech of storage. It can't be. It can't have an app through your phone. You can argue whether or not an app through the phone is tied to big tech, but that's how they're listening to your conversations. That's how they're reading your emails. It's not an alternative to big tech. Now, if you're happy that it still might look be diff, be a little bit different and it's not Zuckerberg, then great. I'm not here to tell you not to go on Getter, but but they're advertising it as an alternative to big tech. And that their technology is something special. I don't think that's, I don't think that's completely honest. Unless they're referring to, at least not from an infrastructure standpoint. Now, maybe their technology in terms of the interface, how pretty it is and how you can move around about it is, is fantastic. But this is big tech. And as everybody's talking today about spying, as everybody like Tucker Carlson. Oh, I, you know, the Tucker Carlson thing, Andrea, has me just all up in a tizzy because if it can happen to the biggest conservative man in media, they can do it to anybody. Right. And if they can, d- the DHS can, um, you know, decide that they're going to hire people to create fake accounts to infiltrate Facebook groups. You look at what's happening with Facebook now. They're they're popping. They're reading your posts and then they're popping up with something saying, oh, you're being exposed to extremism. Um, there's all that going on right now. We're being spied on all day long with big tech our emails are being read our text messages are being read we've got the the only alternative to that is a site that does not have any ties to those and it may end up not being as convenient with an app through google but that's how parlor was able to get back up because they sold their soul so what do you benefit if your goal is to just post pictures of your dogs all day long then you can go anywhere but don't don't but be careful if you click like or anything on a political post. But if you want to be if you want to be able to engage in true free speech without the prying eyes of government being spied on and your data being stolen, this isn't it. And that's the message. You know, it's 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 sad. I, I was hoping that the Trump team, uh, I don't know who the, you know, I don't know if Trump personally made the decision, but they would do more research with this cuz this is not the way to go. Right. And then people get mad at me when I point it out. 
um, you know, telling me, you know, that I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, it's it's it, it you know, it's not ro- it's literally not rocket science. You can you can do a route trace to see um, who owns and who's hosting and who's doing what with what site all day long anywhere. Um, I, I do support Trump. I would like I've been saying Trump's got the money to actually do a social media site in which he builds out his own infrastructure. And that's what I would like to see him do. I don't know what his connection is as to Getter. It's called the Trump team, but it seems like it's only Jason Miller. So I don't know. And maybe it is. And maybe it is. But it's being touted as Trump team. So I, I don't really know what his connections are. So that's the truth about what's going on. This is exploding as a news story today. So I wanted to address it. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, yeah, we started the show talking about this Delta variant and how the Delta Force, the Delta team, is coming. Can we call him the A team instead? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I like Mr. T. He made me laugh. I don't. I, I don't. That's what I mean. I want to call him in instead. Yeah. <laughs> that show was really dopey, but you know it what? was in a good way though. But yeah, that was we could make that show today because they would say, "Well, how could you put you know all those chains and all this on you know that whole character that was so hilarious that we just love so much?" You, they couldn't do that show now, no. right? No, it's ridiculous. It's like, did you ever Google, by the way, that they're saying traditional French food is racist? Yeah, I'm going to keep digging. It kind of looks like it's half tongue in cheek, uh, half serious. So I'm going to keep digging. But that, that it's even a thing is just, ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. So anyway, speaking of the Delta, um, Varying. I one of the things I said yesterday is we need to cut off the blood supply to the tumor. The more we talk about that, the more we talk about the Rona. The, that's one of the reasons why they had the death count, you know, up all day every day. The more you focus on something, the more they're going to keep you fearful, right? Ignore it. We shouldn't even be talking about it, right? And that's why they got to send teams out because people aren't people aren't. It's not picking people up. People aren't steam. scared. They're not scared, right? They're not. Um, but they're trying to in, in, impose fear. So um, I posted a meme you saw today from a doctor. I did. And she said, here's the thing. She says, um, let, let me help you out. If you, I can't remember how she put it about those. Oh, who, I have it right here. Yeah, read it? yeah, read it. Tell everybody what it says. I got to find you. There it is. It says, one more time for the folks in the back. In the history of virology, there never ever has been a viral mutation that resulted in a virus that was more lethal. As viruses mutate, they become more contagious, transmissible, and less lethal. Hashtag facts, not fear. Hashtag Delta variant. Exactly. Right. Because that's what happens as 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 they mutate. You know, they get more contagious, but then they get less lethal. And by the way, less lethal of something that had a ninety nine point five percent recovery rate. It, it <laughs> How could it get less lethal that, the you know, and, and most of the people who had Rona, by the way, didn't even have any symptoms. One of the biggest pieces of the hoax was asymptomatic spread, right? They had everybody rushing to get tested. And then we had all these false false positives, right? And then people who didn't have, and then what they had to do was they were including in the false positive, to, in, the, in the positive case count, they were including people that were getting retested over and over because that's one of the, the things that they did too was is that if you did test positive without symptoms, they had you retake it and retake it and retake the test until you got a negative. And every time you retook it, they added that to the positive case count. So every bit of this has been about keeping you fearful 
of something with a 99.5% recovery rate. Look, you know that I was doing stories on the flu for years. I'm not somebody that doesn't say you got to take care of yourself. We absolutely do, right? This is why I take my balance in nature. I eat right. I'm finally able to walk after three days of doing a really hardcore workout. A few days ago, I take care of myself. Anyway, listen, love you all. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Thank you, Skins. Tomorrow's Friday, Friday fun day. Y'all have a good night. Peace out.